Rick, a lot of the discussion among some of the coaches here has been about transfers, and there's so many in men's basketball. Do you see that curbing any, or do you think we'll continue to see a lot of transfers in men's basketball? Well, I think right now you got to have to feel like it's part of the norm and that um, it it's, will continue. You hope it slows down. You hope that uh, really when, you know, when your, your players or when players make their decision that it's going to be one that um, – they're going to really go in and plant both both feet in and make it work is what you're hoping. I think there's going to be a lot of things that come out of this past year. Like uh, I think one thing that will be interesting is to see how many players took agents and how many of those guys came back to school utilizing agents. Did they stay in the draft throughout? See how many of those guys get drafted to get that, and those that don't. I, I just think there's a lot of things that's happened here in the offseason that we're going to have to look at and see how it works out. Is there any concern about a basketball player transferring in December and being eligible in January to a new school? Well, yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't think we want to see that happening. I don't think you want because you know we all know that it's a major adjustment for freshmen to come in and get started, and and sometimes it just for most of them it takes them a little bit of time to get adjusted, and you hope that they don't think well after you know, three four months that I'm going to go elsewhere, and so I, I yeah I don't think any of us want to see something like that happen, but. Uh, Again, who knows? One of the coaches earlier said that he thought the NCAA granting waivers pretty frequently has led to more transfers. Do you think that's the case also? No, I don't. I, don't, I think there was a lot of transfers before the waivers started happening. I think it's interesting now to see, you know, what people are getting waivers, how they're going with waivers. But even before that, there's been a the last couple of years, it's just been a lot of transfers, plain and simple. But uh, I do think there's a lot of coaches out there that are maybe when they're talking to a prospect, they say, if you come, we're going to file for a waiver. I think that most kids now that do transfer are probably looking to file for a waiver some way, somehow. And it's interesting to see how they grant them and they don't grant them. So, uh, but again, I don't think the waivers had anything to do with the numbers in the past. It's just that transfers are transferring. Will you seek a waiver for your Arizona State transfer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we will. You know, because I think he has a situation where he, he, his is a good case. I, I think that if they look at it, I think they understand and they go back and look at the very beginning of the process because uh, you know he had committed to Cleveland State and from Cleveland State to Arizona State, and he was moving basically with a, a coach that and. Uh, when that coach was no longer there, you know, he's lost his whole support system and wants to get back closer to home. So I think that's a, that's a good thing. And that uh, we can, in that situation, uh, apply for a waiver. What will he mean if you can get him eligible for this? Well, year? I think he's important. And I think, I think all these guys, with what we've lost on the front line, I think, the, and I think we're going to have really quality depth there. And, uh, you know, but I, I think, I think all these guys, we're excited about the guys that are coming back and, Obviously excited about the ones that are coming into our program. Any sense for Jordan Bone, what his decision is going to be? We've always felt uh, from the beginning that he made it, he indicated that he wanted to go into it full force and stay in it, and uh, and that's what we fully expected him to do. You know, we've, uh, you know, he's was one of those players that took an agent, and we haven't uh, heard a lot from him. I mean, uh, I text him something every day, and he always responds back, but uh but we really felt from the beginning that he was going in with both feet, and and um, one again we'll be if something like that changes we'll, that'll probably be the biggest shocker of all. But uh, we think he'll you know, he's in it to stay.
if and when that becomes official, do you expect to address that roster opening? It becomes official tomorrow, right? right. 29, tomorrow's the last day, so yeah. But like I said, he's not giving us any indication that he's coming back, and he's giving us all the indication that he was leaving to stay in it. But do you expect to use that scholarship? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we probably will. Yeah, yeah. we definitely will. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cream uh, said, interestingly, he said that there's so much movement in college basketball that now Division One coaches are going to have to recruit like junior college coaches just around the clock and uh, checking the transfer portal and all that kind of stuff. Do you see it getting to that point? Well, I think it's been like that for the last couple of years. I don't think – I don't think this year is any different. You know, I mean, obviously the transfer portal came in, but, you know, uh, you go back, I mean, uh, there's been such a high number of transfers the last couple of years, and I think we all, first of all, you never stop recruiting. I, I don't think it changes. I mean, uh, that's why I've, I've got so much confidence in our staff that we know that recruiting is an everyday uh, adventure. you got to get up and be ready because you just never know what's going to happen. That's why we try to be as – honest and as transparent, uh, totally honest and transparent up front because we want people to know what they're getting into when they come in, and hopefully it can, can curb that. One of the strengths, I think, of your teams in, in recent years has been the team chemistry. And Cream indicated that when you're bringing in a lot of players and they come in, they leave, they come, all that, he said that that can be difficult to build team chemistry. Do you think that's the case? Well, we're not – when we're recruiting guys, we talk about this, and we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not saying to guys – we're wanting them to put both feet in and be there. We want to, That's what we're thinking. And so if guys leave like that, we're probably more surprised than anybody because we're not recruiting guys thinking, you know when you've recruited a one-and-done guy, you, everybody knows that, or a guy that potentially can be a one-and-done or a two-year guy. I mean, those things aren't really that difficult to figure out. But overall, when you're building the foundation, the core of your program, and you know that guys – I mean, you go back to where we were a year ago. I mean, there's no way uh, – four years ago that people would have thought that Grant Williams and, and uh, Jordan Bone would be in, in going in early. They, you know, they, nobody would have thought that. And uh, we, we didn't think that. You know, we would have said they're four-year guys. But the fact is they worked hard. They came in. They took advantage of a great opportunity, and they put themselves in a position that they could do that. So you can talk philosophy, philosophy about this, that, or whatever, but the fact of the matter is we really don't know from day to day what – you know how, how it's going to play out until until it does play out. When you recruited or signed Kevin Durant, did you know he was a one and done? A- absolutely. There's no question about it. There's no question. Uh, the same thing with Lamarcus Aldridge, but Lamarcus got hurt as junior uh, going into his uh, freshman year. I mean, he was playing great, and there was no doubt he was one and done. But he got hurt uh, a season-ending injury where he uh, didn't get to do anything for really three months, and uh, otherwise he would have been one and done. And, uh, but in, in the case of Kevin Durant, you know, I can tell you some guys that left after one or two years that probably shouldn't have. And uh, so, again, you never know. But the fact is, now with what they're allowed to do to get agents to help them through this process, I mean, agents, that's their job, to get guys in, into the draft. That's what their job is. So, uh, again, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see how many guys took agents, stayed in the draft, and didn't get drafted. I think that's going to be a – I think we've got to look at those numbers and see how that works out because, uh, again, the, the, there's nothing wrong with the agents doing what they're doing. They're just trying to do their jobs. Is, is Josiah James a potential one and done? Yeah, I think he could be but uh, because I think he's a hard worker and all that, but I don't think he thinks like that. And I think that's what – and Kevin Durant didn't think like that. I mean, if you if you'd have talked to Kevin Durant, 
he would have said, you know, he, he doesn't even want to think about that, you know, and that's what made him such a good player because he did what I'm talking about. He came in and, and said, hey, I'm here for the long haul. And if something else changes, and for him it changed that he was player of the year, national player of the year in every way you can look at it. I don't think Josiah James is thinking that at all, but um, anybody that works as hard as he is, is his character, and, and uh, he's such a team guy. Who knows? I, I don't know, but I don't think he's thinking like that. But uh, I'm looking at, uh, I mean, there's other guys that have put their name in their draft this year. You're like, why are they doing that? Cause you, so you never know what uh, what they're hearing. But I can only tell you, Josiah is a kind of guy that he's not thinking that way. And uh, could he be? Of course. I mean, I think I could say that about anybody. If somebody comes in and blows up, I mean, who, who, who knows what's going to happen. James's coach said that uh, James is kind of like a Swiss Army knife. Do you see that in him? Mm-hmm. And, and what what he's, he's the ultimate team guy. You know, he, his his goal is to be the best player that he can be in terms of he want he's wanting to be a, a point guard. But he's uh, you go back and look and you watch him play. He just has a he's a has a winning a winning mentality about himself. And he's one of those guys that will could play anywhere on the floor because he's strong enough to guard anybody at any position. He's skilled enough to, to play anywhere, and, and again, he's wanting to do whatever he has to do to help his team win. How well do you know Jerry Stackhouse? Do you have much relationship with, with him? Or? You know, I obviously coached against him. I got a lot of respect for him. You know, I, I, I mean, I watched him throughout his career, played against him, competed against him, and uh, loved the way he's, I loved him as a player. And uh, and then uh, you, you like the way that he's gone through his career. You know, he what worked through the G League, which people know that's not the easiest thing in the world. And I, th- I think uh, Jerry's going to do a great job. I do. I, one, he's he been around the game too long with too many good people, and and he's, and he's got head coaching experience. So uh, there's no doubt in my mind that, that he's going to do a fine job. With Penny and Memphis and Stackhouse at, at Vanderbilt, do you see this maybe becoming a trend where more guys with like a strong NBA pass – could be coaching college, or is this just well? It just of, happened at Michigan too. But yeah. you, but you go back. I mean, uh, Bryce Drew had a, you know, he played in the NBA, and you go back. Lon Kruger has some NBA experience. Uh, Kelvin Sampson. It's not just the, the, those guys were players. If that's what you're asking, yeah. where players went on. But there's there's been more guys that have come from the NBA than people might think to have an NBA pass. But I think the fact is there, there's players that have gone on uh, playing the NBA, and then they decided to get into the coaching side of it, and do I think I think everything we do is a trend, so uh, I'm not surprised by any of it. And uh, but I think those guys are all they've been around the game a long time. They're all guys that understand the game. They played it well, and they, there's no reason to think that they're not going to coach it well.